0: To the Nourish Podcast. This week I'm joined by an absolutely fantastic guest, Siobhan O'Donovan from uh, Posture Fitting in Ireland. Now, Siobhan's going to be talking all about boobs, brows, and back pains. So let's get into the podcast and see what she's got to say. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really, really honored to have you with us today because obviously, like like I said to you the other day, uh, I was introduced to you through Michelle Lyons and, and Jenny Burrell. And ever since then, some of your messages have not left my brain I've constantly been very aware of what I'm doing in terms of posture what I'm doing in terms of like how the bra been in so it's really really good to have you on the podcast with us today so I think the best place to start is by introducing yourself so who are you and what do you do?
1: Okay uh, well firstly thank you for having me um, as um, I guess my um, if I reverse that and say what I'm currently doing is exactly what you're helping me to do, which is trying to get the word out there to as many women as possible about how an item of clothing that they've all got in their wardrobes. And unfortunately, a lot of people have stuck in drawers that have never seen the light of day since the day they were bought, I nearly said born. Um, Well, maybe the day they were born and the day they were bought. because they just don't feel right for somebody. Um, So just trying to get the word out there that um, a bra is a really important piece of clothing that can double up as an external support um, for breast weight and also has a huge impact on making us mindful about how we sit, how we stand, how we move. um, And um, just really Just trying to get it out there to people that that's something that they very much need to be aware of. Um, So to reverse back from that, um, I've been the last few years, I guess, researching the whole area of breast support because it was an epiphany that I had when I was fitted to myself. Um, And the um, kind of background to that is that I'm a physio. I have a strength and conditioning background, I used to be a PE teacher, so my focus has very much been on trying to prevent injuries, so I'm, you know, if somebody comes to me with problems, I am obviously there to help them to resolve the problems, but to me it's really, really important that I also, not just resolve the problems, but I look at why it's happened in the first place, so for me, prevention is key to preventing recurrence, and that's really important. And that's kind of what brought me to the whole BRA thing. I would spend a lot of time with my patients over the last 30 years of being in the field, um, working on strengthening, working on position, working on awareness, that for me is really important. Um, but then um, seeing as soon as somebody would stand up um, that they would end up kind of slouching again and, and realizing that there was a lot of women that um, were into seeing see me with upper back and neck pain and talking to other physios found the same thing. Um, and uh, then I just began to put two and two together in terms of the lack of support that people were getting from their bra mm.
0: um,
1: and realize that that was something that, I guess really I could manipulate. Um, what what the BRA does, without jumping ahead too much, um, but what the BRA does, and that was what was kind of my inspiration for it, is it provides a support that's very similar to when I used as a physio to tape somebody. So we would get somebody up into our, in, uh, teach somebody encourage somebody how to be in a more extended position in their spine so that they had all of those benefits and then and um, it's harder to stay there than it is to get there so we would sometimes tape people to try and help in that endeavor and I realized very very quickly that the bra was going to do the same thing and that was my spur I guess for starting the whole thing. So I suppose with, um, like you say, it's, it's
0: easy to kind of lift the chest and, and, and sort of pull yourself into that position, but staying there, mindfully sort of being aware of what your posture is doing all of the time. It's so easy to just kind of allow yourself to slump forward and relax and, and, and flex the spine in a negative way for your posture. Because obviously the more you're flexing, it's pushing your head forward. You're getting that strain on the top of the back, top of your neck, top of your shoulders, which is obviously a big part of, I mean, I see it as a personal, I've seen it for years as a personal trainer with with women saying about sort of really, really tight over their sort of coming over the trapezius muscles into sort of like the rhomboids up into the sort of levator scapula, all around sort of this top of the shoulder mark. And I suppose if, if you see it, I suppose, don't you, with, with people's bra straps sort of sticking into their shoulders and, and pulling down onto, onto the muscles there, which is, is going to create Discomfort and, and tension, and throw the sort of posture even further out because you're going to constantly try to manipulate yourself into a into a position. So, but I, was, I found it interesting. So obviously, having come and having done your Girls Against Gravity workshop at the weekend, it's all very fresh in my mind. But I just found it really interesting how, like you were saying, the actual strap of the bra is not what should be holding the weight. It shouldn't be pulling down on the on the actual shoulders. So. It's, it was really interesting for me to kind of hear that because it's something that I've, I've suffered with with sports bras. As soon as they touch the top of my shoulder, all hell breaks loose and I've got headaches, I've got neck pain. It makes me feel almost sort of nauseous to the point where I have to take the thing off. So I stopped wearing sports bras because I was like, I just can't. I can't deal with that. Not whilst I'm trying to teach a class or train a client or work out myself. So it was really interesting to kind of hear that that kind of perspective on how the bra should fit. Um, so I suppose we're, we're the point of the bra is, I think there's a lot of women don't think of it as, as like that support aid, do they? They just think it is, it's something to cover you up and keep your modesty, you know, nice and close to your chest, so to speak, excuse the pun. <laughs> um, so what's What sort of like, the, is there a good shape style of, of bra or is it very individual to the person's shape and posture?
1: So, um, yeah, I think the the most accurate way to answer that is it's going to be very individual. And of course, like lots of things, you know, there's no big blanket rule for one person. Um, individual prescription of any nature is always going to be better than kind of a, a, a one size fits all approach. Um, and as you know from the weekend, one size definitely doesn't fit all, and actually, size doesn't matter. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. I suppose one of the things to just say is that um, there is a um, there at the moment. Um, there, there's a bit of a, a down cry on posture and about how important it is. And one of the things that you said there was very accurately that it's you know sometimes we can be taught how to get up into a more upright position but then it's very often hard to stay there and we we tend up kind of folding in and that's gravity purely winning and i guess one of the things to say is that what we now know within physio and strength and conditioning is that what's important is moving what's important is moving being able to move position but i think you also said a really important thing which is that for me staying in that flexed position constantly has consequences that you can see physically with people, you can, you can hear when they try and breathe and take a deep breath, you can hear it in people's voices. That's why the Alexander technique started um, because he was compressing his throat muscles by sitting in a flexed position when he was doing long recitations. So being up in that more upright position does create a, a flow to muscles and to organs and to body parts that function better that way. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is that it's okay to change your posture. It's okay to go in and out of different postures. But equally, my rationale would very much be, let's try and stay out of that overly flexed position for very long periods of time because it can create some of the issues. And what you just said there about that, you know, the pain that you get across that muscle group there when you've got a sports bra on. I would challenge any woman... A lot of a lot of people, but any woman to be able to put her fingers into that spot on what we call the nape of your neck and not have pain, because almost every woman that I know will kind of at some point in a conversation that I'm talking to them, even if they're not a patient, even if it's a friend, at some point they'll put their hand up there and just do a self massage because we are constantly overloading that area, yeah. and we know from looking at it that part of that overload is simply the weight of the head. And part of the reason why our heads are being pulled forward is because we're not holding the weight of our heads up with those muscles in our, in our backs. Yeah. And, and this is then where the bra became for me that a bit more than a piece of clothing, a bit more than something to cover up your modesty or or to give yourself a cleavage or to do whatever it was that women used to, used to use it for. I now see it as a support. Um, and I suppose that's what I'm trying to to get out there. Right. Um, the, the whole issue that you mentioned about the straps is massive. Um, people think, well, I guess the thing is people don't think, they don't know. Nobody's ever kind of had this conversation, I guess. And this is one of the things that really frustrates me is that as women, we don't get uh, dissemination of information that is very important to our well-being as time goes on um, or even our well-being as, as teenagers. So um, the, what basically happens is women end up putting on a bra and it covers them and therefore they think it's doing a reasonable job and they don't actually stop and think about what that bra is doing because nobody's actually pointed out to them what it should be doing. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the straps will generally be given the job of taking the the weight of the breasts and that is not their job at all. Um they're there to really just provide a bit of balance I guess um and and they have about 20% of a support role mm. in terms of the breast weight. So which is why we can wear strapless bras because if we didn't if we were relying on the straps to hold your breast weight up, then a strapless bra would basically be something that people wouldn't bother wearing because there wouldn't be any point in it. Because yeah. um, your breasts would be in the same place without the bra or not, with the bra or without it. So um the the straps are very, um, yeah, they are very overworked and underpaid. They shouldn't be taking the weight of the breasts. They, 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 they should only be taking 20% of it Mm. and the other 80% comes from the band and that's the bit that most people don't know Um, and and you know this is kind of I I suppose what I'm trying to get out there to try and and spread even just the fact that people might think about what it is they're buying as opposed to just going and buying the same thing that they've been wearing for years which is probably not supporting them.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the awareness of actually knowing. It's like you said a few things on, on the workshop that were like, ever since that moment, I've been trying to sort of think back and be like, well, what is, there's been times where I've had bras that I've, I've worn to work or had on during the day on a day out. And it's like, they, they are so restrictive around the ribs, like to the point where it's like, I can't breathe. It's like, I literally, I can't expand my rib cage properly. So clearly that's obviously not an optimal fit. For, for that particular part, I'm too small in the band. But obviously, when it's too small, there you've got nothing going on here. It's it's like it's all sagging off here because it's all kind of going wrong elsewhere. But it was a. I was since since Saturday. Like I say, I've been looking at the bra that I I've, I've got a couple of bras that I kind of rotate between. They're both the same, but just different colours. And I was like, actually, you know what? They're not they're not the right size. I know that now from what what we talked about on Saturday on Saturday, but they're not that bad in terms of like some of the things you were pointing out, like the strap being away from your, um, your chest and, and things like that. So that actually is, I don't feel too bad that I've got it completely wrong. You're close, but I'm close. I'm close. Good. But that's like, I've know I was measured once about, I think it was about five or six years ago in like a little private boutique shop. And that was the one that I, I literally felt cut off in. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe in it. And I, I, desperate to get that one off when I get home from work and that's the only time other than the sports bras that I've had problems with bras but I cannot remember I was trying to think about it this morning but I cannot remember ever like other than my mum giving me like a sports bra like training bra type sort of thing when I was a tiny teenager I cannot remember my first bra I cannot remember buying it I cannot remember how I came to the conclusion that that was the right one for me no one guided me through that process told me what i needed to have where it needed to fit what it needed to do and you're so right that 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 information is just not it's not handed out it's not given out easily a lot like a lot of things with women's health it's not we're just expected to kind of work it out for ourselves it's like yeah you know you're a woman you'll deal with it it's fine no i don't i don't know what's <laughs> going on so yeah it's it's um it's like again the whole like the different types of styles and shapes and things and and i've had pt clients turn up with with uh, like the kind of bra that you'd expect to go out for a night out in on and you're like that's that's not gonna be Eva, i know that even before talking to you that's not gonna do his job <laughs> it's not with them inside it <laughs> so um it's it is important and i think it's something that again it was it came up in um. Like the menopausal health that I did with, with Michelle Lyons and Jenny Burrell and then it's come up in so many other things since that I'm like you know what this this does need to go out there this message and this information yeah. to be a- available um and the one that's kind of bringing me on I suppose to the next point which is the whole um the whole kind of perception of what underwired bras and and this kind of I don't even know where like where did it come from this whole scare like the, the the links that people kind of tried to put to breast cancer with it and things like that do you know where that started or
1: i don't know where that actually began um I, and i think like a lot of things that have no foundation i i think it probably happened pre-social media so i don't think we can necessarily blame social media but mm. i think it probably was a little bit of scaremongering whether it was journalistic license whether it was you know people just trying to make headlines for the sake of headlines people being controversial um but there's absolutely no evidence linking uh, breast cancer to underwired bras i think i think one of the things that i i feel very strongly about with research is there are so many variables that can contribute to situations, whether that's an illness, whether that's a a state of um, conditioning, whether that's a state of fitness, whether that's a state of health, whether that's mental health, whether that's psychological or physical health. There are a, a huge number of variables. And unless you've got absolute rock solid evidence showing this group of people there were no other variables other than the fact that they were wearing an underwired bra, then there, there is nothing to, to stand up to with that. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important for me is that if we are in the correct fit, if we're in our optimal fit, then there's no reason why a wire is doing anything to tissue that is in any way vulnerable. So therefore, um, you know let's turn that whole kind of myth on its head and let's say well look there's no truth to that but let's get ourselves optimally fitted and then there's no possibility whatsoever that there is any mm-hmm. any negative impact on the wire from the wire and i think you know there there are loads of women who want to just when they come home from work or back in the day when you used to go home from work and yeah. just take their bras off and and it worries me now to be honest the number of people working from home who i know are not wearing bras mm. because they're like oh well, nobody's going to be seeing me or they might just put one on when they're on a zoom call or something like that so that's then going to mean that there is even less support on those women's breasts and that will have consequences over time with increased flexion increased forward head increased load going through that set of muscles that we talked about on Saturday that Mm -hmm. is not designed that's not its job it holding your head is not its job it's supposed to do something totally different so you know let let's get it back to doing what it's supposed to be doing and let's take the load off it Mm -hmm. um from from what it shouldn't be doing um so yeah the the um the concept of um the wire being a negative has other repercussions other than this myth with breast cancer in that there are a lot of women who do not want to wear a wired bra because they find it too uncomfortable but i would you know kind of almost lay down the challenge of the reason why they're finding it uncomfortable is because it's not their optimal fit and Mm -hmm. if they're in their optimal fit there's no reason why it should be uncomfortable yeah yeah and that's quite it's like you were saying that that desperation to take the bra
0: off when you get home. I know a lot of people that I like friends, colleagues, clients that that are that way inclined, and that obviously is a good indicator that you're not wearing the right shape, right. size, yeah. fit, or anything. But what yeah. are some of the other like? Obviously, I've said I've mentioned the, the sort of the, the indentations on the shoulders, but are there any other kind of red flags that that sort of scream out you're wearing the wrong size when you're looking at someone to to give them a fitting?
1: Um, Well, I think uh, like you can visually see if somebody is in the wrong size um, basically because of the position of their breasts. So the idea is that what we are through the bra is that we are uplifted and taking the the weight of the breasts up will bring them slightly forward. Mm -hmm. If we don't take that weight up through the bra or through some, you know, ability to withstand gravity, which is going to pull them down, then gravity takes them and it takes them east and west it was southeast and Southwest. Yeah. So what I like to call dipped headlights. Yeah. And um, so that basically what happens is our breasts fall effectively underneath our armpits. And then you so you can see that. You can see that by just looking at a woman's um outline, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you what you don't see in that situation is you don't see a waist Yeah, because basically what happens it makes a woman very blocky because then her chest weight is in that space underneath her armpit. So then her body just looks like a block. Yeah, And um, and that's the way clothes will hang. Clothes will drop into that straight line.
0: Mm. Whereas
1: if she's in the, her more optimal fit because her breast weight isn't hanging on her sides, it's in front, then a top will kind of conform a little bit more and then you'll, you'll see the person's waist. So, so there's a real visual um, kind of uh, telltale, which is, which is that um, from a physical perspective, what the, what the woman actually feels um, exactly, as you said, those red grooves in the shoulder, um, they won't necessarily, it's it's interesting that you said about the tightness around the band, because that's not something that I have seen a lot of. I've seen most women in a band that is too big. Mm. Um, so it's not very often that somebody is in something that's too small, unless they themselves you know, as, as happened with you, you were fitted into something that um, was obviously a smaller band but potentially, t- you know, d- didn't work for you at the time. Um, sometimes people will, you know, may just kind of work out that something isn't giving them enough support and they'll try f- going for tighter or put two or three bras on at the same time, which is always a, an interesting kind of um, get out clause, I guess. Um, if we just got the right one, we wouldn't need three or four of them. Um, yeah. But um, And I suppose the other thing then is that women will talk about having pain. They'll talk about having neck pain. They'll talk about having mid-back pain. So because, you know, we've talked a little bit about the weight of the head and that can cause neck pain, then also when you're in that flexed position for long periods of time, it can create a situation where the vertebrae are not in their ideal curve. And then if they're not in their ideal curve and they're they're bringing, pushed negatively and I think you said that earlier. I think negatively is is the really important word. When we're in that position by choice, so you can get down on your all fours and you can do a cat yeah. stretch or a cat mobility exercise. It's a great exercise because we should be able to flex our spines into their maximal position. But then it's very different when you're sitting and gravity is holding you. In in a nasty cat, basically, in a cat that's got his claws out <laughs> <Cat>. <laughs> and is really going to do some damage. Um, so that's that's a situation that then can give people mid back pain. And and it's kind of interesting as well. Very often women will talk about having pain at the level of their bra strap. Um, And that's generally actually above the brass strap is usually above where it should be because it's usually higher up on people than it should be. Mm. But that will be what we call the apex of their curve, which is the, the, the widest point of the curve. And that then puts strain and load on that area. So if we bring them out of that so that that apex is not under so much load, then we're taking the load off. And, you know, one of the things that we're always trying to do from a pain management perspective with people is to deload an area Mm. unload it from a negative and then be able to load it positively so what we then want to do is to be able to help that person to stay in that better position by strengthening so therefore we are going to load the area but we're going to load it in a positive way being both mindful of position but also mindful of what's going to strengthen yeah
0: it's interesting you say about the um like obviously sort of giving women the waist because quite often as a, cause I do, I, I teach Pilates and yoga as well as do personal training and I've done, um, uh, back pain management through exercise as well. So kind of a lot of my clients have come to me with back issues through either Pilates or through the, the sort of one-to-one training. And I quite often say to a lot of women, they say, I really want to lose just a couple of inches off my waist. I've got back pain. I'm like, can you just stand up straight for a minute? Just, just lift your chest up a little bit and relax your shoulders and stand up straight. And the one thing that people always do is that thing you get taught when you're little, which is
1: pull the shoulders
0: right back in. I'm like, military style, yeah. Not that far, just relax the shoulders, stand up straight. And it's like all of a sudden their waist comes in, their bust moves up, their shoulders drop down. And it's like, that's where you should be. And that's where you're not going to get that pain. And suddenly their waist drops that inch that they want to drop because it's all, like you say, everything's sort of compacted down and compressed. And it does have an impact then on your breathing. And, and I know if I've been sat slumped over my desk all day, my mid-back, I have to kind of gently move myself out and then do a couple of like cat-cow stretches to kind of bring it back into sort of, to sort of like a nice happy state. It's so quick to change and swap though if you, if you just
1: and I, I think that's absolutely spot on because like I've seen, you know, over the years of researching this, I've seen, headlines like instantly slimmer in a minute and if that's what somebody's focus is then you know it is absolutely you can you can look immediately taller you can look immediately slimmer because of the fact that you're getting out of that compressed position where basically you're making your spine smaller yeah and you know i i had a lady in um I started some strengthening and mobility classes and um, just to help people to, to be in that more, you know, be able to maintain that upright position and more upright position more often. And I had a lady who gained an inch and a half in height and she was five foot two. So she was delighted to have gained an inch and a half in height. <laughs> Absolutely delighted. Um, and the, the man who was sitting next to her when she told us this, who was six foot four, was not so happy. Um, but to be honest, you know, he, he was already, he, his spine was in a slightly more, more extended position already. Um, but she couldn't believe the difference that just being able to be in that Longer position for longer was making to her more permanently, and yeah. um, and then you know we added the Brian for her as well, which um, which has just also been been a really good boost for her. Mm. And she was a very small statured lady with a very heavy breast, so certainly that curvature that had been happening in her spine was not being helped by the weight of yeah. her breast. And I've and I've had, had this as well,
0: yeah, with with people in Pilates who who've been referred through this physios or, or chiropractors or whatever and, and they, they come to me at the end of the class and they say I feel taller I'm like yeah because we've been working your back we've been we've rather than always focusing on the front of your body we've been working the back of your body and it's just it's making you pull yourself up a little bit more rather than yeah. relying on the front of your body to you know do everything we in a way like I was saying to my partner the other week he was he was slumped over the coffee table doing some work downstairs but he was working from home for a day and he was really slumped over and i was like you're gonna really hurt yourself if you stay like that much longer and he's like no no it's fine At the end of the day he was like oh can you can you rub my back can you just i'm like told you i was like you need to you need you're your stretching your your muscles along your back and they're not supporting you you need to lift you need to and he's like oh, okay like,
1: just listen. And the, thing for, the thing with that is it is it's the fact that it's that negative situation mm. it's the fact that Gravity is what's pulling the person into that position. So gravity is in charge and we're, we're not, as you say, all you need to do is every now and then open up and just say to gravity, you know what, you're not winning this. I'm, I'm going to fight you here. And I think we don't do enough activities where we get into that extended position. And like, I, I have always used toddlers as my muse uses in the sense that I think they have, um, A lot to teach us in terms of the way that they move and the way that they hold themselves and then life gets to that point where everything becomes more flexed and unless they do activities which involve them going into that extended position so gymnastics dance those kind of activities where they are coming up into extension, then Mm -hmm. everything in our lives everything else in our lives tends to bring us into flexion yeah. unless we do something that, that, you know, negates that. Right. And and that's exactly what you, you know, you're right in terms of if somebody is giving into gravity, then gravity is going to create that, um, you know, kind of load where, and then you're at the end of your range because mm-hmm. gravity has taken you as far as it can possibly take you. So you're hanging on those ligaments, you're hanging on those end of stretched muscles like you said and that's not a good place for structures to be end of range their most biomechanically inefficient place so by that i mean coming out of that is much harder Mm. so if i'm slightly bent it's much easier for me to straighten up from here than it is from here now i need loads more energy and loads more ability because the muscles at its lengthened and that's when it's hard to actually make it work so the more we give in to gravity the harder it is then to come out of it yeah. so to have anything that's going to help to decrease that um that win that gravity thinks it has we're beating gravity that's what we need to do that's
0: what we need to do yeah
1: and it's, i suppose because
0: like you say it, the, the weight of the bugs you don't realize quite how much they weigh do you and, and it's like I was quite staggered when, when we were talking about this at the workshop. I haven't had a chance yet to weigh my breast, my but I'm definitely something I'm like, I'm really intrigued to know because I'm like that, I, I would have, wouldn't have put such a weight, you know, you're carrying almost like two bags of sugar on your front your chest all of the time.
1: And, and two bags of sugar is a really good um, analogy, to be yeah. honest, because, and then if you actually hold the bag of sugar, yeah. then you can, because if you put your hand underneath your breast, you're going, well, it doesn't feel that heavy, but then it's attached to your torso. And yeah. um, so it doesn't feel so heavy because it has attachment points. If you didn't have those attachment points, it would feel much heavier. Mm. So yeah, when you're lying down and you kind of let, let gravity come for you know, let gravity win because we've decided that we're going to, try and feel the weight of it, you get a better idea. Mm. Um, And the whole kitchen scales thing is not really the best way to measure it because again, you still got that. There's a whole displacement with water thing that you're, you know, but let's not get into that. I think the key thing for people to know is that, as you just said, they're much heavier than we think they are. um, And therefore we're carrying around these weights, no matter how small somebody thinks they are, Mm. if they have any breast tissue, they have tissue that is pulling themselves forward. And that
0: weight as well, it's, it's that, um, so many of my PT clients, I mean, I was 12 years as a personal trainer and I think I've pretty much seen it all over those 12 years. You know, women kind of jogging, doing Coming this and, and sort of doing plank, trying to scoop themselves back in. And so many people have said, I can't do that exercise because th- these, these things are going to just, they're going to fall out or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. So it's, it's it's that barrier to going into the activity as well, isn't it? Going into exercise, which is obviously part of the healthy lifestyle. It's those things that are going to stop you from suffering with a lot of other worse conditions over, over the sort of course of your adult life. So it's quite shocking really that this I think it was the survey, the, the, the study that you, you quoted on, on Saturday, that so many women are actually, they, they, they actually, specifically name the breasts as their reason to not exercise I mean there's always 17% of the women surveyed yeah
1: they? 17% so basically nearly one in five of the people surveyed and and I think you know this is this has been a, a real eye-opener for me because I kind of got into this from my reasonably narrow sphere of this is going to help my patients and that's what I was seeing I was seeing people who were in pain who I could help to be in less pain and therefore hopefully not get back into pain again. And that's where I saw it. But once I started to do research into it, to discover how many women are exactly, as you've just said, supporting their breast weight with their hands while they're running up the stairs, or, you know, they won't run for a bus because they feel it's going to be embarrassing because their breasts are going to move. That, I have to say, that was a whole new area for me. I hadn't, I hadn't come across that as a conversation piece with anybody before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is very real and very true for, and it's not just larger breasted women. It's, it's all relative to the frame as well. It can be somebody who has what you might consider to be a, a smaller breast, but if their frame is quite small, then that breast weight is moving, and it moves in a figure of eight. Mm. when we move so it's not just kind of going up and down it's going in and out and it's going left and right as well and that that's uncomfortable for people both physically but also because if they're not optimally supported then they're very aware of the fact that that movement is happening Mm. Um, and I suppose you know when when I first started looking at um or working a lot with people's feet in terms of orthotics and in terms of and being able to support people's feet. I would be out walking, you know, kind of in town or wherever, And I would constantly, my eye would constantly be drawn to people's feet. I would see people rolling in and and they'd be pronating and I'd be going, oh, you could do with, you know, an assessment or you could maybe do with orthotics or you could do with some glute strengthening or whatever. Um, And now all I see is women's boobs (laughs) bouncing up and down as they're walking and as they're running. And I so desperately want to just stop people and go, here's my card. Can you please let me help you? Um, But, you know, it is something that's so, so common. Mm. Um, And and to actually see the stats and know that there are that number of women who are not giving themselves the opportunity to exercise um, or are trying to find an exercise that that won't affect them mm. and they can't find one.
0: Yeah.
1: And so they don't. <clears throat> I suppose, I think one of the things I
0: wanted to, this is more from a professional perspective, I suppose, um, the impact of a, a poorly fitting bra biomechanically. So you're going to have an impact on, on like your thoracic spine, possibly coming up shoulders, neck, cervical spine, things like that. But surely that's going to knock on and impact down the back as well. And it's going to end up eventually, if left for too long, affecting other um the mechanics of other joint systems throughout the body as well so it's not just i always say i had knee surgery 11 years ago and because of the compensatory movement i'd had prior to that as soon as i had the knee surgery everything hurt because i'd made such an effort to do things that didn't hurt my knee so it's kind of that whole principle of, you know, whatever you do, whatever your body, however it moves biomechanically, it affects everything else. And, and eventually if it's not addressed properly and appropriately, it's going to cause you problems in, in maybe like your hip girdle and
1: which yep. that then knocks down to your knees and, and up into your shoulders and... Absolutely. I, and I think one of the things that, that we do know about the body is the body is very good at compensating. And so, um, you know, when you have a situation, whether it is a tendency for your feet to drop down or whether it is breast weight that's heavy or, or whether it is, um, you know, um, the effects of a leg length difference, then your body will create a compensation to try and deal with that. Mm. And very often we manage okay with that. But then somewhere along the line, that compensation because it is loading things in a way that the body's not designed for somewhere along the line that compensation is likely to break down and then when the compensation breaks down then you're back where you were after your surgery where you've had the problem fixed but now all of these other things have become quite ingrained and quite settled and then you have to undo all of those so for me it's really important to and you know that's why my context of what i 'm doing with patients now that 's why it 's called posture fitting as opposed to just a bra fitting, yes. so we 're looking at the whole body, and mm. the very first thing I do with somebody is I stand them uh, in front of a, a, a reference point like a door frame or something like that, and we literally look from the toes up to the head mm. and we look at what way they 're standing and how they 're moving and, and 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 everything is focused on trying to increase that thoracic extension through the bra but absolutely to improve your thoracic extension it's going to affect your lumbar spine and changing the position of your lumbar spine is going to affect your pelvis and changing the position of your pelvis is going to affect your feet and vice versa changing your feet will affect your pelvis and so on up the line yeah. so we have to look at it all completely as one big chain and mm. what happens at one end of the chain is definitely going to affect somewhere else
0: yeah and this is something i mean i, I say this to to my client i've got a, a a great interest in biomechanics and the way the body works so I try and, like, a lot of my clients come to me and they say, oh, yeah, and my shoulder's hurting. I'm like, okay, well, what have you done to your shoulder? Nothing. Well, have you hurt your back? No, 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 no. Knee. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hurt my knee. Okay, right, well, it's probably some way or another, it's probably linked to that somewhere along the line. It's coming up through the body.
1: How is that even possible? Because everything... And they think you're a nutter. Yeah, yeah, they do. They kind of look
0: at me and go, you're weird. You're <laughs> yeah. like, no, honestly, everything is linked. Yeah. Everything in your body is linked.
1: So I've had conversations exactly the same with patients who've been in for their shoulder and it's been related to an ankle sprain mm -hmm. from 15 years previously, where they've changed the way that they walk because of the ankle sprain, which has affected their glutes, which has affected their pelvis, which has affected their trunk, which has affected their shoulder, which has affected their head position. And then, you know, again, it's one of those things that you just think when, when you point that out to somebody, they'll go, oh, yeah, and you can see the light bulb happening. Um, and they're like oh yeah now I can see that and therefore I need to work on my hip strength in order to fix my shoulder it doesn't seem like so much of a mad notion anymore
0: no no definitely not definitely not I quite often joke with my partner and said I should have been a physio not a personal trainer because <laughs> I've got way more interest in what goes on with like the biomechanics and making it work properly than I have of actually making like helping people lose weight <laughs> it's
1: like... yeah but having said that the biomechanics of making it work properly is all part of helping people to do what you're doing Absolutely. you know because the, because what you're doing is you're pointing out how to get things to their to, to work at their most efficient and their most optimal really
0: as i say it's it's all linked
1: <laughs> it is
0: it is yeah. linked. going going back to the bra thing um like you, you, you've said it um, a couple of times on Saturday and, and your, your message is very much on the whole, you know, what, what we're working from in many ways is out of date, what we're trying to, what we're told is the right thing is is so out of date. And it, 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 one of the questions I kept coming up with on Saturday was why, why is nothing being done to bring this back, bring this system and this method
1: up to the 21st century? You know, why is no one doing this? that that's a wonderful question and and i suppose look before i answer that i'll i'll just give the background to that so there are um, many people in the world who have been measured and um, they have been measured with a technique that started back in the late 30s 40s which is still being used by in some some um, retail environments mm. Um, and unfortunately then what happens is the person gets given a size and that size is still not accurate for them because this technique is out of date. I think one of the, um, as with many things in life, there are economies that have affected that. So um, a lot of the uh, larger department stores who would tend to still be using some of those techniques already have they're buying done years in advance. So they've already ordered thousands, millions probably of units of 34C and 36B. So if they were to be advised that perhaps those may not be actually the most um, common sizes as they currently seem to be, um, then they're going to have a glut of all of these brands. So um, I think there is a level of education that needs to happen at the um, buying level in some of these places and, and I, I, I have been told that places have been approached, um, um, but some of them have been more receptive to that information than others and I think some are improving Mm. Um, I mystery shop places every now and then, and there's definitely I've seen some improvements, mm. um, but but not quite I think up to date yet. And it, and you know it drives me mad because why can't we all be doing it correctly? Why why do some people have to be doing it in a way that is not very accurate? And um, why can't everybody just do the accurate way? But as I say, I think I think some of that is down to um, down to commercial reasons and yeah. manufacturing situations which really somebody just needs to turn around and go well you know what we've got to put our hands up and go let's make a change
0: yeah fair enough
1: <laughs>
0: I answered that one And
1: we'll see if that happens yeah I think it's it's
0: like you say it, there are places I mean I haven't had to bracket in for years years and years, and years but I've always been Like i said at the beginning you know i know that the one i've got now isn't necessarily the right size but it's 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 relatively close and i know that you're sending me a a bra as well so i'm like i'm not gonna go buy one yet because i want to make sure that it's i'm getting the right thing before i go and spend anywhere between 30 and 50 quid on anything but um it is uh like i say, i haven't had a fitting for ages I know people who have and I know people who've literally gone into shops and they come out and they've kind of got overspill they've got it's all hanging out, massive lumps of god knows what hanging over the top of the straps or hanging over the top of the cups and you think well is that the right fit for you because it doesn't look very comfortable and it doesn't look like you're really well you know supported in that because everything is and you can see that like I mean I can see that before having spent time talking with you on Saturday about all of the points you made but obviously that is something it's, it's a it's a failing for you know like you say it's, it's big money and big department stores and and it's a lot of change that has got to go into it to actually make it happen but I think if enough people start demanding it maybe it will
1: well, to be honest, I, my, my goal is slightly different in the sense that I want every woman in the world to be able to fit themselves. I, I don't want them to feel the need to go in and have somebody else have to tell them that this is right or this isn't right. There, there's a few very basic pointers and if everybody just went into a changing room and took some bras in and knew those pointers and went in and just checked in the mirror then they would be able to fit themselves Mm. and they therefore wouldn't, wouldn't need somebody to reinforce that. Now again, that's just the bra fitting side of it. Obviously, I, you know, from the perspective of what I'm doing, of course, I would like people to go and be fitted by physios because we're doing it in that whole kind of context. But then once you've got that information, yeah, you know, I'm I'm realistic about stuff like this. I want my patients once I have educated them to be able to be away for a weekend. Oh, do you remember those days? And to be able to be somewhere, we probably should contextualise that in case you use this in three years' time. Yes, totally. um, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, to just be somewhere and go, oh, I want to get a new bra or I've forgotten to bring a bra. Or, I'm going to go and do this 10K walk that's on that I wasn't expecting. So I'm going to go and buy a sports bra and be confident to go into any store anywhere in the world and be able to fit themselves. Where that becomes a little bit more challenging is because what we know is that more of us are a bigger cup size than we thought we were. So those of us who think we're A, Bs and Cs are in general, not A, Bs and Cs. We're usually Ds, double Ds, Es and so on. Um, And that then means that the availability of those sizes is something that is not as, you know, there are many more 34Cs and 36Bs in the store than there are 30 double F's. Yeah. Which is what I would be now looking for. So um it is a little bit more challenging than from that perspective, if you are in, you know, just away somewhere and you, you want to have the the selection. I mm-hmm. guess yeah. that's the difference. But yeah. um but at least having the knowledge gives you the ability to make those decisions for yourself. And you know, again it's about I know I know empowering women is all being bandied about these days and, and but it very much is it's empowering women to know what is right for you Mm. and that may be different now to what it might be in two months might be different now to what it was six months ago and it might be different now to what it will be next week if you're still having your menstrual cycle because because we change Mm. so you know being able to deal with the changes in your body that create fitting differences that's the other thing for me that's really important which is why earlier on i said size doesn't matter So, you know, somebody will come in to me and they'll say, oh, I'm a 34 C. I'll keep coming back to that because that's the most common one. And I have been since I was 16. I'm like, uh, okay, well, you probably haven't been accurately wearing, you know, wearing a brand that's been the optimal fit for you because since you were 16, if you're now in your kind of post-menopausal age, then you have had lots of changes in your life that will have changed your breast weight and therefore the fit that you have should have changed yeah. so but again this is down to you know as you said earlier i can't remember buying my first bra and I, I can't remember how i ended up with one i can't rem- like no idea how i ended up being a 34c or a 36b i think it was just like you said trying something on and if it was just too tight you just kept going up the band and um, and then because you went up the band, you went down the cup and then the cup was digging in, but you didn't realize that. And you just either put up with it or threw it in the drawer and yeah. then didn't wear it again. So yeah, um, yeah so that just, I, I think it's really important to just give women that information so that they can make an informed choice. Mm. And it's not rocket. That's
0: actually a really good point. You, you mentioned there about um, like women, if they're still having their cycles and things like that. Is there a, a, a good point in your cycle to actually go and get a fitting? Because obviously, like you say, the, 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 the breast shape and size changes as you go through yeah. your cycle. So is there an optimal point within your cycle?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I suppose the answer to that is it depends then on if you're only going to wear that bra during your optimal point in your cycle. Mm. So what you, I think what's more important is to know that coming up to your period, your breasts are going to be fuller and immediately after period, your breasts are going to be less full. And sometimes, not sometimes, mostly, that difference is manageable through adjusting the straps. Mm. Mostly now, there will be times it's less less common, but there will be times when a woman might need a cup size difference um, in in that period of time where she's where she's very full. Um, but then that's a question of you know maybe what you need is a bra for the week before your period and a, and a bra for that you would wear the week after. And then, you know, but it, usually it's adjustable within it. And again, that's really more about knowing that that's the case. And, and you know, adjusting straps is something that most women don't do. Mm. I don't think I ever adjusted a strap. I think when I put them on, I just put them on, yeah. but the difference it can make. And as we talked about on Saturday, the difference it can make by crossing it in the centre and drawing it into the centre into this racer back. Mm. That's just massive. Those little adjustments yeah. are huge.
0: And it's a confidence thing as well, isn't it? Because if, you're, if you feel good about your body, if you feel good about your shape and you're, you're happy that they're lifted and sort of, like you say, forward projected, that's going to have a big impact on your, your self-esteem, your self-worth and confidence as well, isn't it? So
1: usually yeah. not um, just a thing. No, it's not just pain. There's, there's a huge link between posture and mood and how we feel is reflected in the way we hold ourselves. And, um, you know, and, and I mean, you know, you could go into a school and you could put up five pictures of world leaders in, you know, or of or, or people in various stances and you could say, who would you want to be leading the country out of these people? And, you know, people will always pick the one who looks the most confident because they are giving that air of authority they're giving that air of belief they're giving that confidence as opposed to somebody who's kind of sitting you know looking a bit a bit slouched and a bit mild and meek and um, and and actually here's a here's a really interesting dinner party trivia um, crime prevention officers will tell you that you are more likely to be mugged if you are walking in a slouched kind of really? looking vulnerable position whereas if you walk tall and um you know basically a mugger will look at you and they'll go oh not touching that one i'll find somebody a little bit more vulnerable
0: it's quite interesting you say that because my partner who he used to be a boxer and and he has always been like a very sort of very broad shouldered very sort of strong looking frame of a man and when we first started dating all oh, in many years ago what was it, about 14 years ago now he, he, was, he would always kind of move, if we saw a group of lads in the street, if they looked a bit dicey, he'd kind of put me to the other side and he'd pop his chest up and he'd walk along like see being a boxer, he was like, yeah, I don't care. But he, he was saying not so long ago, a couple of months ago, he like, as he's got older and as he's, not, he's got further away from his career as a boxer, he's kind of becoming a little bit more like, I'll, I'll kind of move away from the, the trouble now and just go the other way.
1: Really? And it's interesting
0: you say that actually because it does it does kind of correlate with with how he would behave in that that confident kind of a- attitude yeah. and, and posture. So it's quite interesting.
1: That is interesting, yeah, yeah. So I think the last or
0: oh, the last topic, the last point, really. There's there's so much we could talk about. I know, but oh yeah, we could be here all day. Oh, we could be here all weekend, all week. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I think was probably the most shocking thing of the weekend and that was the uh, the degradation of your tissue fibers so Tosis. is it tosis? Mm-hmm. yeah so obviously this is boob sag isn't it this is this is what women would normally sort of describe as they've gone south they've given up they're approaching my waist and I give that's that's it and I hear this a lot from, I mean, obviously I work with a lot of sort of mid 40s to mid 50 year old women. They've had their children, their children are now sort of teenage years. And their comments are quite often, oh, I've given up with them now. They, I'll just let, I'll tuck them into my waistband and leave them there. They're fine. But it was, it was, it was the distance that they traveled that got me at the weekend, that was the thing that got me. So it was vertical bounce of up to 21 centimeters has been recorded yeah that's shocking
1: when running when, when running yeah but th- you know the the fact is and i mean if you're you're talking about that that range of movement happening so a younger breast can move by that much mm. when running if unsupported. yeah so if you then take that younger breast and it doesn't get supported over its life. And those tissues start to degrade your skin fibers start to stretch out those Cooper's ligaments stretch out by up to two centimeters. So they're, you know, they're, they're not really much use at all. And then that you're talking then about an older woman with that sag, then they're starting at that lower point of that Mm -hmm. vertical bounce. So then they're at exactly what we just talked about. They're at their end of range. They're already being pulled maximally. The skin is being pulled maximally. You know, so then when they do, you know, and and we know with older women, when they walk, they get the same kind of movement of their breasts as a younger woman running. Mm. So basically that load becomes almost almost worse as time goes on and their ability to withstand the load is even less
0: and that's even worse i suppose at that age in your that stage in your life as well because going into like perimenopause menopause obviously the estrogen decline that you're you're experiencing all of those tissues all of like skin all of the ligaments all of the bones they're all starting to weaken with that reduced estrogen as well so it's not just that they've had 20 30 40 years of bouncing around without the support but then you've also got that added sort of kicker really that the oestrogen is then going to kick in or well not kick in but kick out and not be there to keep the the support mechanism strong in the the body.
1: So yeah absolutely as if it wasn't bad enough that that elasticity has already been stretched Mm. then our lack of oestrogen means we have less withstanding ability to that for sure
0: so the answer answer really to that to to, to all the women that ask about improving boob pertness firmness it's prevention all the time really isn't it because it's it's you know like
1: so many things you know i mean by the time somebody gets to have a conversation with somebody about osteoporosis Mm. what we're what we're kind of wishing we could have been doing is having that conversation with somebody 20 years earlier and that's no. kind of
0: what I'm trying to do with, with what I, the, the, the menopause course that I run. So it's, it's called Love Your Menopause, but it's actually more about, it's that perimenopausal stage preparing you into it. So it's it's getting you ready. So you don't hit the menopause and then have the problem. Yeah. You hit the menopause and you're already ready for it. So you kind of go, yeah, yeah. bring it on. I'm yeah absolutely i'm here to fight the sort of thing so
1: you've got all the resources in place and because you've got the knowledge yeah yeah
0: absolutely and obviously you know people who are in the menopause can do it as well and and just give themselves that that move forward but yeah it is so important to i think have that knowledge and i think that knowledge also gives you the, the confidence when you go and see other healthcare professionals you know you've got that information in your mind you can then fight your corner a little bit stronger if you believe in your
1: yeah
0: arguments and things like that and just be
1: able to advocate for yourself i think that's really important yeah so
0: you know it's 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 self-love at the end of the day and i think michelle Lyons put it as you know having a good fitting bra is probably one of the best forms of self-love it's it's just looking after yourself and looking after your body and just caring for it now and for the future not just about what you're doing today
1: well, we spend a lot of time and money on what we look at, what we look like from the outside. Like somebody will go and spend a lot of money on, on an outfit, uh, whether it's for a special occasion or a wedding or whatever. And, you know, I I work very closely with them. Um, a, a, a fitting expert who has been uh, a, a really good uh, support to me in, know in, in, pun intended, uh, in setting all this up. And she said that she has seen people literally go down a dress size when they're in, in their optimal fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so people will have... She said that there was a, a, a store that she used to do some fitting in and it was next to a boutique and people would come in with their lovely dress and they would have to go back into the boutique afterwards and ask for a size down because their lovely dress was too big for them by the time she'd put them into their optimal fit in their brow. Yeah. So, you know, here we are spending time and money on the outside when the foundation is really important to get that right in order to positively then affect that outside. Mm.
0: Mm. Absolutely.
1: And that's I think that's one of
0: the first lines in my programme is that in the Western world we are so youth obsessed. Makeup, hair, nails, all of that stuff. We're so we're so obsessed with trying to look and and, and feel younger by painting ourselves all of these colours. Oh, you can tell I'm on a video with you now, I've got no makeup on whatsoever. <laughs> but it's like the things that would actually make you look younger are the things that would help you in all of these other aspects of health as well. Okay. Just looking after yourself and slightly more healthy ways, and, and, and yeah. rather than spending thousands of pounds on whatever treatments or, or whatever,
1: it's kind of like putting a putting a an elastoplast on a on a wound, isn't it? If we if we worked earlier in our lives to stop the wound from getting bigger, then there would be less need for you know getting into into effectively cosmetic uh, repairs as opposed to you know. Stopping it from happening in the first place.
0: Absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, is there anything we've missed? Do you think? Well, there's things we haven't talked about. But there's uh, is there anything that you think is important that we've not spoken about?
1: I think um, I think we've probably covered the the most important things in in the sense that for me, it's about women just asking the question. Is there a possibility that the bra that I'm wearing is not my optimal fit mm. and then they're answering that question already if they are one of those people who wants to take the bra off at the end of the day um, and you know I use this analogy of you're probably wearing somebody else's bra because so far in everything that I've done in terms of the number of people that I've fitted I have yet to find anybody who is in the correct bra fit for them and mm. um, And it does make a difference as well whether they're in their optimal posture or not. So if you're fitting somebody who is kind of a little bit bent forward and not aware of the need to lift up, then that bra is going to sit very differently on a person who's slouched forward. So getting that open um, position that you you were talking about um, is important internally for the organs and, and so on musculoskeletally it helps our spine it helps the muscles that support our limbs support our head it stops our shoulders from rounding forwards if we're in that more open position and we have better strength of that posterior chain so you've got you know positive effects from being in your more optimal position for lots of parts of your body and then also for your self-esteem for your for um self-belief so you're for your self-confidence so Mm -hmm. for me there is no negative at all to somebody spending a little bit of time finding out if they're in the right bra and finding out how being in better um alignment I guess um and better positioning and but again knowing about it it's knowing about it so you can decide that you're going to move. You're going to, you're going to go, oh, you know what? I'm a bit tired from doing this. I am going to have a bit of a rest. But now, oh God, this isn't great either. So now I'm going to move back again. But you know what? I'm going to use my chair. I'm going to get my chair to help me. Yeah. So I'm going to sit back into my chair. And now it's not so hard for me to stay upright because the chair is helping me. Yeah. But then I'm also going to do some strengthening exercises. So for me, it's just, I suppose, the the, the short answer <laughs> Do I do a short answer? Um, The short answer is it's really asking the question and then having somewhere to go that will help you with the answer. And the reason why I've ended up setting up my posture fitting solution is because I discovered quite a few years ago that there was, I, I guess I realized the link between issues that women were having and their bra but then what I wasn't able to do is I wasn't able to signpost people to uh, go here and then that'll get fixed. So that's why I kind of set up the solution within physio practices. Um, And that, you know, that's where posture fitting is at the moment. So that you've got the best of both worlds. Mm. You've got that improved alignment and then you've got the brass supporting you to do that. Mm. And I think the other thing probably that we maybe haven't haven't covered. um, So sorry, just to finish on that. If somebody feels that they want to take their bra off by the end of the day, then they need to be asking themselves the question of how can I get this sorted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, like I suppose that one of the advantages of this these current COVID circumstances is that we have all had to start to do things online that we might not have been doing online previously. So I am doing online consultations, and so are my other uh, posture filling physio partners. So you know, if you if there is nobody local to somebody, then we can do it virtually um, but the other thing to to talk about is that racer back um, so the the quality of the bra is as important as the fit
0: mm-hmm. mm,
1: okay the quality of the bra is important i would still say the fit is more important the quality of the bra is going to be really important as well and um, and ideally if you can if you can get a bra that has that hook at the back that allows you to bring those straps together the 20% of support that you get from the bra is better. I know statistically that makes no sense, Um, but it's a better 20%, it's a better quality 20% than Mm. if you're in straight straps. Having said that, straight straps is fine because you're getting 80% of of your support from the band anyway. But I would I would all the, the bras that I use in my consultations, I have specifically selected them with that option to do that back, because it's just a really good reminder for somebody that if they do start to get a little bit, um, you know, kind of tired and they start to, to drop that the bra reminds them of that. And then they go, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bring my seat forward and sit back into the back of the yeah. chair because we don't do that enough either you know the other part of things that i look at with posture is the likes of chairs and pillows and we don't use enough external supports mm. we're relying on everything to be internal intrinsic and sometimes we're just simply not strong enough for that and um, or or we don't have the endurance for that mm. and you know it would be nice to have us all spend two or 3 hours in the gym to build up the endurance and the strength to be able to do that but that's really not not going to be happening so it's about using external aids whether it's the chair whether it's your bra to assist you Mm -hmm. to be in that better alignment
0: yeah so we did this actually just just to sort of comment on that quickly Uh, me and my partner he's he had he had his back a couple of years ago and um we bought various different uh like pillow microfiber pillow not microfiber memory foam pillows and Mm -hmm. knee supports and lumbar supports and things like that we've got a memory foam mattress everything memory foam on the bed so when you lie on it it's just literally your posture disappear disappear into it and it's Mm -hmm. pretty much perfect but it is um you know when things aren't like when you're in tune with your body you know i think quite quickly when something's not quite right when there's something's not in the right position or I know when I I, I bought this desk chair because my other chair was rubbish and it was just not good for my my hips, my lower back, my lumbar. So i kind of sit in this kind of weird position where I'd kind of arch my back the other way and I'd go into almost too much extension for my spine. Mm -hmm. And it was like, do you know what, I need to sort this out because it's killing me. It's just literally destroying my my lower lumbar spine into my hips and, and hurting my shoulders. So I do try to sort of find, you know, just awareness of it just sort of sit up and go every now and then just go right I just need to drop my shoulders and make sure I'm in the right place I'm doing the right thing and that I know when I'm not I know when I'm not in the right yeah.
1: place and I think what you said there is really important because again it comes back to education I have I've I've seen over the years loads of people with really good chairs and they're sitting out at the edge of the chair and the back of the chair is not being used at all so they have this wonderful chair which is not being used because they're sitting out of the edge and then they end up sitting out of the edge and then they drop like this and then they just stay like this for the day. And then again, you've got that negative happening. Whereas if you take the chair and I will talk to patients about the most important part of the chair for me is not the lumber support, mm. which, you know, has always been kind of touted. For me, the most important bit is the, is the upper back support. So mm. if you can get your upper back sitting on the chair, then your lower back, is going to be in a improved position, an improved position, whether it's ideal or not, is down to having a little bit more awareness. But at least if I put my upper back back against the back of the chair, so the height of the chair is really important, as opposed to letting myself come out here. Mm. So now I've got lumbar support, but I haven't got upper back support. So, and this is why the whole bra thing Again, comes back to me as being so important because I very strongly feel if we get our midsection appropriately supported, whether that's by your chair or whether that's by your bra, it positively affects your neck and your low back. Whereas if we're just trying to do the low back, it's not necessarily going to be as beneficial for the other parts of your body. And similarly, if you, you know, if I've got a flexed position and I'm trying to get my head back, I physically can't do that. There's nowhere for it to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I lift my chest up, my head will come back quite happily. So it's about, you know, it goes back to what we said earlier. Let's get the foundations. But that midsection affects above and below. Yeah, And lots of joints too, like we know as physios, if somebody has a shoulder problem, we will look at their elbow, we'll look at their neck. They have an elbow problem, we'll look at their shoulder, we'll look at their wrist. So the joints above and below are fundamental because they will compensate like you just said. Yes. So that's really important for getting that midsection supported. Definitely.
0: Definitely. And you can, like you say, you can go down so many rabbit holes with this topic, can't you? It's It's literally it's an endless topic it is
1: absolutely
0: absolutely which is wonderful it's great but i think we've covered it i think we've done it um i think we've literally just about got it all in there so it's been really really interesting And obviously i know i really enjoyed saturday and spending the day on the workshop with you so um the last thing I think to say is if, if people do want to come and find you or, or one of the posture fitting, um, physio partners, where do they need to go to find yourselves?
1: So, uh, the best bet is just to pop onto the website, which is www.posturefittingphysio.com. Um, um, and that will then give you contact information to either get in touch by email or by phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at the moment, well, it, it gives where I have posture fitting physio partners at the moment. Uh, but if there isn't somebody local to you, we can do the virtual side of it if you if people just get in touch with me uh, by either by email or, or through the website. Um, that's probably the, the go-to at the moment. I um I am going to I Gaz Against Gravity, which is the workshop that I've been running for healthcare professionals. Um I do really want to try and set up a Gals Against Gravity community where we've got all of the women that have been optimally fitted who can, you know, kind of be a part of that community and then get out there and do a little bit more spreading of the word. Mm. And so um, Gals Against Gravity is also something that I'm hoping I'll be able to get out there a little bit more in in terms of um, awareness and and as campaigns. Mm. Um, But the other option, I guess, would be Facebook, Twitter instagram all those fun social media platforms all the fun
0: places
1: i'll put all the links
0: in the uh, like in the podcast description and when i post it out I'll, I'll put all the links so people can find it easily rather than having to go and trawl and, and wonder if it's the right place so i'll put all the links for everyone so they can find you yeah. easily
1: thank you but um you know, it's been really good i'm
0: really really interesting. And i'm really grateful for spending time with you today to just talk about this because like like we both said i think it's really really important to get that, that that message out there and then allow women to make that decision what they need to do so that just brings that awareness back to them uh, and, and what's going on with their body so thank you very much and hope to speak to you all again well, i speak to you again soon and, and look forward to receiving my uh, my ensemble
1: your new external okay. support. Getting my fitting done. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been great. It, as I say, it's, what, it's really important to me to try and get the word out there. Um, yeah. this, this, for me, is a is an issue that's hidden in plain sight. Um, I think it's something that has a very simple but effective solution, but it's about knowing that.
0: Well, it's like you said, isn't it? We, we all wear bras, so why not make the bra work for you? Exactly. It's not just there to be pretty or to to preserve modesty. So fantastic.
1: That's a great sum-up, as we're all wearing them anyway, let's make it, let's make it be an effective
0: one.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you
0: again, one, and um I hope that anyone who's listening to the podcast or 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 watching the video comes and has a chat with you or or at least has that awareness now to to kind of look at their own fitting and and just question it for a moment. Yeah. Let's uh let's hope that everyone's
1: learned a little bit about their boobs today. <laughs> it's always a good day when you learn a little bit of something.
0: It is, it's always a good day. So thanks, thanks very so much and I'll speak to you soon though.
1: Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.